Welcome to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful with your hosts, Coach Dave, Heather, and James, where we provide you with the tools and entertainment to bring clarity, balance, focus, and butterflies to your everyday life. Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful with Coach David, Heather Andrew, and myself, James Johnson. And when we last talked, Heather, you and I were talking, and we're not going to be talking again because they're not here yet, and we're not going to wait for them. But um, we were talking about bats being pollinators. I got to hear about this because I, I didn't think that bats were pollinators. I thought bats ate insects. So how, well, how are they pollinators? That's true, but they also will eat fruit and flowers. So many of them feed on flowers, um, such as dates, mangoes, and peaches, my favorite. And so they um, will pollinate as they are um, actually eating those things. So does that mean a bird pollinates as well? They certainly can. Uh, one of the most efficient pollinators are the hummingbirds. So if you think about their beak and how their tongue is structured, uh, they are reaching down into these tubed uh, bell-shaped flowers. And so when they reach in to get a drink, they're pollinating as they're you know going in and out. Yeah, I figured that as much about hummingbirds, which I have tons of. I have four hummingbird feeders and it's like I have to fill those things every three days. That's awesome. You know, the, 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 I can, I sit out the jacuzzi every morning and I can just sit there and watch them come and go. Hey, do, how many birds eat insects? I mean, certainly uh, I would say a good majority of them, but the majority of what nestlings eat is not insects themselves. They eat the caterpillars. So again, to going back to how homeowners can be part of the solution, let's just take a nest, right? This is nesting season. Lots of baby birds are born this time of year. But the reality is, is that if you're going to plunge something down the throat of a baby bird, you want it to be soft. And nature's hot dogs, i.e. caterpillars, are the ideal food to stuff down a baby bird's throat. I think the baby birding season is over for me. Plus, you know, I have my new willow, my cat. And so the birds did not like the cat arriving during nesting season. Nope. And, uh, you know, they, they were freaking out. <laughs> oh, I, I feel very confident. I, mine get, uh, I can tell where the cat is in the garden. Usually they're nearby to me when I'm out working, but I can tell by the sound of the birds, their, their chirp changes. It's, it's a warning call uh, that the cats are there, which they really don't care. The cats are, are lazy and fat and very happy. And, you know, they really are not interested, but they can catch them if they want it. Um, although I really try, you know, to, to discourage that. Um, we're having a problem here, though, um, at least on the East Coast with feeders. So just want to remind everybody that it is feeding birds to make sure that you're cleaning your feeders with bleach. They're seeing sort of like a um, almost like a, an eye issue with the birds that are getting kind of like a crusty over their eyes. Um, and they think it's coming from contaminated feeders. So if you haven't taken your feeder down this spring and done a, a bleach clean out, it's probably time to do that. Is that just for the uh, seed ones or does that also include hummingbirds? Cause I clean mine you know, every time, but I do it with soap and water. Yeah, I think it probably makes sense to do both um, because I don't know if it's transmissible between species or not. So uh, a hot water and a little bit of bleach is uh, always good for killing any bacteria that might be lingering in there. And because you're putting sugar water in that as your mixture, it's probably not a bad idea. I call it bird crack. 
Oh, I mean, definitely. But I, you know, you need to plant some vines, my friend. They love, in my garden, they love uh, major wheeler vine. The other thing they love is this really beautiful orchid-shaped flower that will bloom in August timeframe when they're getting ready to start migrating. Um, it's called jewelweed. And jewelweed is a, a really a great thing. It grows in the shady part of my garden. Um, but uh, it's fun to watch them visit those flowers because uh, they sort of just like, you know, they, they kind of flutter like the bird um, in the wind. It's really, really pretty. Mm -hmm. and there's only a couple spots that I would do that because, you know, I've got, I've got my whole yard covered with boysenberries. <laughs> I, I, my house. I do recall you have like a porch in the back, so you could run it up one of those uh, porch supports and up and over the top. And in our area, the major Wheeler vine is a red uh, colored, and they, they like the color red, apparently. Um, it's a red colored vine that uh, is very, it's a humming, it's a, excuse me, it is a, um, it's like a honeysuckle. So, um, but it's stunning. Uh, the color is stunning and the hummingbird really likes it, but anything tube shaped, they really love. So I don't know what would be appropriate for your area, but you could just Google hummingbird plants for California and your zip code. And you probably will find a bunch. So for those people that are listening out there, I mean, you know, you, they hear you say all this stuff, but if they're anything like me, they can't register all this and, and keep it in their head. So where do they go and find this information? How do they contact you? So certainly the best way to contact me um, is either through my Facebook page, The Thoughtful Gardener, or you can drop me an email at info at Garden Thoughtfully. Uh, I do educational YouTube videos um, on the Garden Thoughtfully channel almost every day right now because the garden is extremely busy. So we've done a lot on seed starting. Uh, we also have done a lot on how to grow food and, and be successful at that. And as we continue through the summer, we are featuring pollinator gardens to show you what they look like. They're quite attractive. Um, I recently uh, was asked by one of our boroughs to come and chat with them about pollinator gardens because they have a different look. They're not as formal. Um, they definitely, um, you want to do things like leave things standing in the fall. So I tell people to be lazy gardeners in the fall and not clean up their leaves to chop them up and put them under the, uh, the plants or to leave them standing because they overwinter next year's caterpillars. And so when I walked into that burrow meeting, it started with goldenrod, which is one of our fall blooming plants, looks really messy to everybody taking fast and furious notes and saying they were gonna allow pollinator gardens in that community. So, you know, it's really a mindset change about what looks pretty. Um, you know, we have been raised to think that lawns look pretty, but the reality is, is that that's a 17th century idea of I'm so rich that I don't have to grow crops. That's why lawns were created. In reality, you know, we spend a lot of money trying to get a very uh, shallow rooted plant to grow and a lot of water. So a lot of resources are wasted on lawns. I'm not telling you to go rip out your lawn. That's not the case at all. What I am saying is to try to reduce your footprint. And the way you can do that is to put deep, deep rooted native plants in your garden, which require less maintenance, no chemicals, less time and less water. They're uniquely adapted for your climate. Mm, that's interesting. I, um, 
yeah, I, I am reducing my keep reducing my footprint more and more as far as as far as lawn goes because all, all I get all I get are these blowers and goers for gardeners. So I just make it less and less for them to actually do and see if I can't get them to do other things like actually pull some weeds now and then. Thank you for listening to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful. Be sure to join our Facebook group. Remember to live like you are going to die tomorrow and plan like you are going to live forever. You just might. And don't forget to stop and smell the flowers along the way.